and I'm not saying that it's not it's not possible for there to be something. Um, I, I'm not saying that the, it's not possible, and I'm not saying that you know that it is possible. But it's uh, it's just it's gonna have to. There's gonna have to be a lot more evidence for me to right to, to make that decision, and it's gonna have to be some really hard evidence for me to make that decision. You're listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast, where the truth is to be found. A podcast exploring all things paranormal, hauntings, UFOs, crypto, the unknown. members believe in the skeptical approach, but with an open mind, just trying to make sense of it all. I want to get back in there, try to figure that out, because it is the unknown. I don't really have a say on it right now, because I don't know what the video looks like. I'm looking for the evidence. What's the evidence? A story to me is not really evidence, because that's one person's experience. And I do, I take my personal beliefs into it, but like you said, then I have my skeptical side that wants to prove it another way. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. It's time. Coming to you from North Texas on multiple platforms for maximum reach. Here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. And uh, welcome to MPI, Military Paranormal Investigations' first campfire podcast. As always, my name is Rob. I'm Mike. And then we got some other ones here. They're afraid to speak up. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. And Jacob. And Daniel. Yeah. So we are out at a location this week. And I really don't want to say where yet because um, we we got some reports at this location. I'll talk about it in a second. But we got some reports out here. And we've been down here. This is like my third time to be down here in the evening, nighttime. And I've scouted down here about six or seven times. But I'm still questioning whether or not any of the stuff we've obtained is legitimate, which it leans to be more. And I just don't want to have anybody, not that I want to keep the location secret, because I welcome any investigator to go and do things, but I don't want to kind of blow the Yeah, you don't want to jeopardize it right now, because if we're in the beginning stages, then if we got a lot of people coming out here, they could probably say, oh, let's let's fake them out, let's do something. So yeah. I think the reports that you found or heard have been pretty decent so far. I mean, when you came down here last time, you caught that footprint mm-hmm. that uh, we haven't put it on our website or anything like that yet. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. We want to make an actual little video about this whole process when we're, we get done, but to kind of maybe give you some background we had heard a podcast one time that kind of talked about this place and we're about an hour and a half from there and so we came down and checked it out and when we did that we were actually intrigued because if you know anywhere about where we live in north texas it's pretty much mesquite fields and open fields and prairie lands you're kind of starting to get into the plains and and it just doesn't in my mind it doesn't show anything conducive for bigfoot reports uh, not to say that there aren't there are sightings out in the desert and places like that, but so we came down here and then after that we met a couple people. We went to some conferences. We talked to some people, 
and we kind of got the background on what we had heard on a podcast and um, so there were like two Januaries in a row there were some fairly aggressive reports at this location and they what I believe if I remember correctly there was some campers that were down and they had some stuff and they actually left in the middle of the night and didn't come back and then there was another report of some rocks and things that were thrown and then we talked to this certain individual and I, I don't have permission to say his name but he he gave us a um, his interview kind of we we discussed it with him and he had his one of his most profound experiences out here maybe when we try to do this out we'll see if we can yeah. get him on I'm pretty sure podcast. he said this is like one of his first profound experiences yeah. he had one of his only and, and he's done a lot of stuff and debunked a lot of stuff and investigated a tremendous amount of stuff and and basically he had a really good experience so we came down here checked it out and then I came back um, we kind of walked around and did some stuff and then found this spot came back again and my son Daniel had came down here with us we, we came down here and went camping one weekend and we're just gonna do some fishing and just see if we hear anything just to kind of scope it out a little bit when I came down here now it was in the summer months but there were some footprints that I found at this particular location and of course it's in the summer and we, we were down here and there were people swimming and it didn't really strike me as odd at first but then I got to notice and I've got some trackways um, the smallest the tracks aren't what you would think is you know when people talk about Bigfoot they say eight nine ten feet tall and you know, four foot between strides, clear a road in two and a half steps. Um, the tracks that I got, one was nine and a half inches, and one was 12 inches. I actually casted them. Um, they weren't very good casts. I didn't, again, I didn't come for like a full investigation. I just had what I have in my go bag, and wasn't really quite enough. They were a little thin, but I do have those. I'll end up putting some pictures and everything up. But anyway, the smaller track was around, um, I think it was around 28 inches stride and then the bigger track was around 38 inches stride um, between the you know toe to hill and the way they did they came up out of this at the time when we came the water was up pretty high we actually used our kayaks to kind of get over even though you can walk through the woods and get to this area but we used our kayaks to get over there but where the tracks came up out of the water they kind of came up out of a little spot of water under a tree and then they circled around this little Sand, sandy area and walked out on the point turned around and came back came back through and then they stopped and turned and went off through I, I can only and you guys might help me for my verbiage here but I can only describe it as just a swampy it's it's a runoff of a creek when the creek swells up and it brings all the trees and limbs and leaves and sticks and it just dumps into this little low spot. And these things went straight across barefoot. Well, that's the part that struck me as odd because I thought, you know. Well, you didn't find that out until after we came back well, the second time. Well, yeah, when, and, well, I knew it was a little swampy. And then when you and I came back, yeah. the creek was dry. Yeah. And the spot where the water came out, we estimated about, what, nine feet Yeah, deep. about nine foot. I got in there and it was above my head where they came out of. And so they walked up out of that. So I'm thinking, you know, the creek went from like ankle deep at that point in time to this hole and then they, the tracks came up out of this hole and I'm thinking, why would anybody really swim in that? That's not like, but you know, I kind of come from the deep south and it's a, uh, that's not uncommon right. per se. 
But what was uncommon was that these tracks walked barefoot across that other spot. So I casted them, measured them, did everything that I could with the equipment that I had. And then, you know, when you and I were here, we really didn't, other than being able to verify some things that kind of made yeah, me we, question we, it. we didn't have any sightings or anything that blew my mind, per se, or had any indication that there was any sightings of Bigfoot here, except for what you told me and how, where the steps were and how they came out of the, that one spot in the back. Well then, so today we come down, we get set up camp, and then we walk in, we were going to find up a spot to set up some game cams, and we wanted to put up, you know, some of the theories are is they like certain items, like some eggs or some fruit or you know, beads and things like that. So we wanted to put up some spots kind of along the trail with these game cameras and just kind of mess with it a little bit. Well, as we were walking in, we found another little trackway. Now, it's not very long. It's three or four steps at the most. Uh, but that's one of the things that, you know, you kind of look for is you, if you see one footprint in the middle of nowhere, then you can kind of debunk that because how did it get there? Right. But there's three or four tracks in that area. We measured kind of a rough estimate. Again, it, was, they were before, it rained here. This is... Saturday night it rained here Thursday night and you can see the raindrops in the tracks but you can see what looks to us like toes um, they have a very similar appearance in shape to the tracks that I took pictures of back in May and they are pretty if you have to you have to estimate the length on them because again they're old tracks but they're pretty similar in size to the tracks that I captured before. So, I don't know. Um, it intrigued me. It makes me want to come spend some more time. And, you know, I know uh, Jacob came from a long way away and he had been looking, researching on the maps and Google Earth and that sort of stuff and kind of identified some other spots that may have good heavy cover. And, you know, in this place is, you know, I drive by within 10 miles of here. I've been, been doing this for 15 years that I've been out here. Yeah. And when you're over on the interstate, there ain't nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there's over there. There's nothing but field and scrubs, you know, scrub like dead mesquite. And I would have never known that this place was as beautiful and thick. And we found out just how thick it was last time. Well, yeah. And then we went the electrical line because that's one of the kind of air quotes where they say they like to travel along the electrical line because it has a little bit of a clearing but there's trees on both sides where they can easily escape in there and we went back the electrical line way all the way back until we couldn't go no more and then we was like well let's try and come back through hitting the creek bed and trying to get through that man that, that stuff was thick well you know today you know you hadn't gotten here yet and today um the four of us went down and we're walking and when we found the tracks, Jeremy kind of kept going. And Jeremy's our resident skeptic uh, on the Bigfoot stuff. Uh, he, I, I consider him, he's, he's my younger brother, but I consider him extremely experienced in outdoors and, and uh, from you know jobs and things that he's had in the past and his hobbies. Um, he kind of went on and was just kind of scouting around and he kind of got in front of us. So he found a spot, it was kind of what he called the high ground, it was about what, 10 feet tall above us we were in a creek bed right and each side was a steep cliff that went up well so he got up on that high ground and sit right there and when we came out 
Matter of fact, Jacob went up on the other bank and looked right at him. Jeremy said he looked directly at him. And he's wearing, what was your shirt? Kind of red? Yeah, kind of red, maroonish color. And then like, what is those, I'm colorblind, green they're or green. brown? They're green. Green pants. So, but he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, it's not like bull red. Right. You know, matador red type color. It was, um. But it's still a red. Yeah, it's still red. You'd be able to see. And Daniel and I walked within 10 feet of it. And never, ever, ever saw him. So that's part. That's kind of where we were going today. Is you know, people are like, "Well, how could this be right here, this close to, you know, a major city, and or this or that or the other?" But when you're in there and that's that thick, you know, and there's a lot of trails around here. But when we go through that, there's not a. You see the occasional bottle in the creek bed that probably came from somewhere else, but you don't see a lot of sign of other people in there because no. it's thick. I mean, people don't just, I mean, you get people like us that go in or just recreational hikers that go in, but I don't think there's much activity in there as far as human activity. I, I would agree. I mean, what even going back there tonight, the only thing we saw was mostly deer tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pulled up the thermal scope and we could see three or four deer along the creek bed, along the, the bank on the other side of the river or the other side of the lake. And that's about all we saw. I mean, we, we got that one game cam that's pointing at that trail of nothing but deer track, but you never know. I mean, we put up a bunch of offerings to try and see if there is a Bigfoot that would take the stuff, such as marshmallows, apples. Um, he, I know he was having a good time putting them up in the trees and stuff. <laughs> try to lure them out. You know, and try to put them where your typical animal can't get to them. It would require, I mean, you might get a raccoon that gets up in a tree, but... Hopefully, you know, we've got a game camera or something that's filming on that. Um, but my, my question for you guys, because I still don't know where I really stand, but so what do you think about the whole, you're here, you've seen those tracks, you've heard the reports, you've heard the stories. Uh, I know, Rob, you heard actually firsthand some of the Yeah, the I heard firsthand some of the reports, but I wasn't sure if he was at this part of the lit, at the Yeah, because he mentioned the, the sandy area. Okay, because I found looking at the top when I was looking at the other side I found another sandy area so I don't know if it's this area or that area over there um, you hear that I heard that that sounded like somebody going ee! Huh? like a person yeah huh. don't know if the audio put that up but never know um, but so I would like to think it's on this side because you found the steps over there, the footprints on that side. Well, no, and, and you're talking about the other lake? Yeah, the other lake on the other side. Yeah, they said the little one. Oh, you just said little one? Yes. Okay. okay. Then, yeah, it would definitely be this one over here. Um, and, but what do you think about, you know, we always watch the stories. You see what you see on TV, which we try to take that with a grain of salt sometimes. But what do you, what do you, what are your opinions on? Do you think Bigfoot's real? Well, there's a lot or of... Or could be real. There's a lot of back and forth on that subject. I mean, me as a skeptic, I've... When you, when you guys started going down to the Bigfoot conferences, you and Jeff went the first time. I didn't go because I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then I started going with you guys, and it was like, interesting learning about that stuff. But I'm still on the skeptic side. I mean... 
Yes, a lot of people have said they've seen sightings. Yes, there's been cast of footprints and stuff like that. And I was always on that side of the fence until I heard Bob talk and mm-hmm. tell his story. And then going back and re-watching that footage and his story has stayed the same after all these years, I don't think he's lying about it. I really don't. So, is it possible that it's out there? Several of them? Yeah. I think it's possible. I mean, look how easy it is to hide in the woods. Mm-hmm. It really is. When you and I were here last time, we walked up on a hunter. Yeah, he we walked within 15 feet of 15 him. feet of him. And the only reason I saw him is because he made a slight movement to my left and my peripheral vision caught him and I was like, whoa! And we're like, oh, hey. <laughs> but Well, and then you think about, and this is where I go with it, so then you think about, my belief is, is, is if it's a real creature, then it is an unidentified species. Yes. Um, you know, I may be wrong, but that's, that's my belief. But I think that it probably along, somewhere along the way, we share something in common with it. I don't know what that would be. But if it's as close to as smart as a human is, with the skills and cunning of an animal... The camouflage of the hair. Mm-hmm. If something wanted to hide from us in here, well, Jeremy and I were talking about that today. If he if he didn't want us to see him, we weren't gonna see oh, him. Yeah. And but then you take something that's can think like him, but it's camouflage that lives out here that knows the area that does all this. You're not gonna see them. No, I totally agree with that. That's like just about any animal out here in the woods. If they don't want to be found, they're not going to be found. They're going to crouch down. They're going to hide. They're going to wait until you walk by, and then they're going to get the heck out of there. But in that, in this particular area, there's creeks and mm-hmm. these little high spots that look like almost like islands. But we're talking, what, 20, 30 feet tall on some of these ravines yep. in yep. there? And for us to try to traverse through that, is, uh, that was lightning. I just saw it again. Well, you saw lightning? Mm-hmm. We saw it earlier. Huh. It's up way up north, but you can see the flash. But if something wanted to hide from us, I think it, I think it can. I, I think that I think that it's possible. I'll tell you that this there's two two things. My skeptical brain when I got here and saw the tracks. What I wanted to say is we were sitting here watching kids swim on the other side. Right. But when I saw where they were at, and then when you and I came back and saw yeah, where they came out of and what they walked across when it was dry. Yeah, there's... Mm, I mean, there ain't nobody in their right no, line that would no, let somebody no. they love walk across that. You know what I mean? If you had to, if you were in a survival, but you're not here. You know right. what I mean? And then the other thing is, is over the years that we've been doing this, I've met a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I've heard their stories. I've got to where I know some of these people that I've heard their stories and I hear about their encounters and I hear about, you know, listening to the mon- the monkey or the samurai chatter. I-, I hear them witnessing a yell or a howl when they know that there's 40 miles of fastness on the other side of them and there's no humans in there and they hear that, that sound that it's not... You know, there's audio banks at the Smithsonian that record just about every known animal. And there's sounds that just aren't natural for another animal to make. Right. Not to say that that's not what it is, but I just, I think it's a 
distinct possibility. I don't know if I fall over the fence yet. Um, and a lot of it has to do with taking it with a grain of salt and then if you hear all these different stories, like our encounter that we had, air quotes, <laughs> yeah. that we had back at the last conference, we had just been listening all day to all these different Bigfoot encounters that they had. And then we go out to this spot that's known to have sightings. We sit there in the truck. We get the smell that everyone says is associated with a Bigfoot because they don't bathe and they're out there and they can put out some sort of, another word for them, skunk ape because they are, the smell is just like dead rotting flesh. It's bad. And we smelt that. And then we hear knocking in the woods. And then we hear rushing through the woods coming at the truck. First thing we did is like everyone else would do. Run. <laughs> yeah, we got, I mean, we, it, it was, it was, it was frightening. So, I mean, if you see stuff, that's like the video I just saw recently. Well, you know, when we were talking about it earlier, if we had not said we're going back tomorrow, that would have been our story. Exactly. That would have been our story. We would have sworn up and down that Bigfoot bum rushed the truck. Sure did. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what would have been the story. <laughs> But, I don't know. I know, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of new to this right. part of it. I, You know, I'm an avid outdoorsman, and I've heard the stories, and I've listened to it, but I, I'm i still kind of new to this, and I, I don't know. I know, Jacob, I know you're kind of new. Do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still new. I've been studying this for about a, about a good month, maybe two months coming on now. And, uh, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of reports. And how many reports that aren't reported? Just your old country boys that say, you know. They don't want people to make fun of them, yeah. They, yeah. They're crazy, you know. So they've been smoking something, you know. But uh, the way I look at it is, let's say there's 10,000 reports. What if only 99% of them's lying? That leaves 1% is telling the truth. You got that many people lying? or telling the truth that there's still something out there in the woods so I mean there's there's a very good chance but y'all was telling that story about uh, y'all in the truck and then y'all thought something bum rushed y'all but uh when y'all came back the next day I don't I don't believe we uh, our guests or we heard what uh what happened when y'all come back <laughs> well and we, we told it in a previous podcast but we came back the next day there was where we had stopped the truck at. We were going to get out there, but we were just, when we pulled up, we were just listening right. to what was going on. Um, kind of seeing what, you know, getting the feel for what was happening. And before we went down there, right before, a couple hours, we were in an area that had tornadoes and hail and yeah, was bad. super high. It was extremely bad. But when we went back the next day, the where we pulled off, there's actually a turnout there that's got a gate, locked gate that you can't get in on the Forest Service Road. And there's somebody had dumped a cow at the at the gate, and it was rotten. Yep, that's where we got the smell. And then we looked up, and there's buzzards all, all the around the trees. That's where our knocking because came from. of the cow. Yep. And then we realized that there was a pine tree, and I'm gonna say that it two or three grown men would have had to put their hands around this. It was a big. It was a big pine tree. Big pine tree, you know, hundreds of feet tall huge tree but it had fell uprooted probably during the what we assume at this point is the wind had dislodged it and it was maybe laying over and then all those buzzards were roosting in the tree that night 
and that's what we were hearing that up in the trees the rustling that we were hearing and then it just the tree came on over but the tree fell directly at the truck yep and stopped 10 yards so the top of the tree when it slapped i mean it literally shook the truck it i mean it's like an explosion went off it, it was. Well, I dug down the back seat. Yeah, I mean, it, I ducked. I was like, "Oh, go, go, go!" <laughs> if you can imagine a tree that large falling and landing ten feet from you, it, it it was frightening. And like I said, that would have been our story had we left. Yes, we, we would have said we got there. Yep, we were surrounded on both sides. Yep. we were hearing some legitimate sounds on the left side. Yes, we were. Um, but they could have been deer or anything. Exactly, they could have but been we, anything. But we hear that, then we hear the right side, then we get the smells, and the smells kept coming back. And, you know, it... Over-imagination. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. And we, because of our... When we left, we know you and I went and stayed up all night. We were listening yeah. to the audio, and <laughs> holy cow, that was so loud. And oh, then, man, I think we stayed up like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. But we went back the next day, and that's... That was... that's And that's one of the things we try to do. And that's like here. I'm sitting here trying to look. Um, you know what? We found these trackways. We're trying to measure the trackways. We're trying to... We're trying to cast them, trying to photograph them. Um, that's one of the things I noticed. I went back and looked at the pictures that I took, and two of the tracks look extremely similar in shape. Right. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I think there's. Some, I think there is a phenomena. You think it's here? Um. I think there's a phenomena here. I mean, we have three pretty credible reports right i have two different times we've got i know one time was definitely footprints whether yeah, or yes yes that that one print that you sent me by far that that's the best footprint i've seen and that the the difference is the toes that's what got me was the toes and it it's, and, and they're smaller yeah they're, and they're, there's no archway that, yeah that it, a, it almost has there's a couple of tracks that had this. It has the mid-tarsal break, right? Like Dr. Meldrum talks about, uh, you know, some of the well-known researchers. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't have the arch. It's a flat, flatter flat. Foot. It's like it's got a mid-tarsal break. It's got, it's kind of a weirder track though than I've seen. It's kind of got some long, skinny toes. Yeah. And they're and they're smaller, but they're they're both kind of wedge-shaped. I don't mm -hmm. know how to describe that. They're um, anyway. You see that, and then, so now we're here. What was it a couple days ago we had uh, snow flurries? Mm -hmm. um, we had, no might not have got it. We're no, right, I didn't. But, mm -mm, didn't so we had, we had a little dust thing, and just up the road here, they got a couple inches, and you know. And so the other night, it's raining all night, and it was 30-something degrees, 31 degrees. Right. Um, Thursday night, I want to say it was low 30s. Um, and then, so we go into the woods here. It's about, I'm going to say, a quarter to a third of a mile in. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I would probably say a good quarter to a third. Off of the beaten trail. Like, you have to cross the creek. You have to go up another creek. And there's barefoot footprints in January. And it's 30 degrees. Yeah. Somebody explain that to me. Right. <laughs> and here's the thing is it periodola are we really i mean i know the first tracks were footprints and yes. that's why i say these are intriguing to me is because they're similar in size and shape appearance 
And see, so, that's just the thing. I got to go off the photo that you sent. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I would need to see. Well, we're gonna try to cast tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna try. And if it's similar to the other cast I took, would that? What? The problem is, is it doesn't have the detail of the yes, one I took. Exactly. Because it's been rained in. Right. That, that, I mean, it's still pretty, it's, it's under a tree canopy, I, so it's got some definition, but. You can look at it and you can clearly make out what would look like to be toes. Mm -hmm. Coming down an embankment or going up an embankment. You, you can see how they would kind of like curl almost. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to claw your way up the yep. embankment. Exactly. Like you, you're. <clears throat> toes are trying to bite exactly as I, you're coming up and I, I could see that with that one um, but I would need to see more I, I really would I mean do we have audio recorders we have an issue yeah. with one of the game cams it's an older one and we should have known better but again mm -hmm. we're also having fun out here when we come out here and Heck, the only the person camp. I know that knows how to work is Jeff. <laughs> Fortunately, he couldn't make it out here with us. Yeah. Him or Allison. Him or Allison. Hey, Earl and Allison were going to come down today, but um, they, they're trying to get a house ready to sell. And then um, Jeff came down with the flu like two days before we yeah. came down here. So he wasn't able to make it. So we may think that we have a bad cam. But <laughs> right. But he might. He, he was the only one that I knew that because I never could get that dang thing to work. It's an older one, though. We need to replace it with some new technology. Yeah. But anyway, we have those. We have those out. We have the deals. Um, we got the DAR going. And we have some audio recorders deep in the woods. Yep. Uh, strapped to some trees up high. We've got, we've got the parabolic mics out here. I'm going to walk in a little later. We had the, the uh, we looked earlier with the thermal imaging scope along the embankment. We did hear, I know you and I both You heard and I heard, heard a whoop. But no one else did. And I thought it was you, and you thought it was somewhere else. Um, I wasn't with you at the time, but I know I heard a whoop out here. And I don't think anyone is out here playing with us, because I don't think they know what we're doing out here, which is why we wanted to keep this location uh, on the down low. So I know there's another group that comes out here, but um, I haven't seen any signs. Or It's pretty easy to tell a typical Bigfoot hunter. Yeah, they'd be the doing the hooping and hollering, trying to get its attention. Knocking. I mean, we haven't heard any of that. At least I haven't since I've been here. Well, they, uh, we haven't seen much activity at all. Um, but the morning is another day. So, you never know. We might catch something on the audio. Never know. Something tonight. I mean, we, we left a trail all the way back from those, all the way up here. Yep. So you never know. It might catch it and lead something back here that we would hear tonight. Um, I don't know when supposedly the two eyewitness sightings were, they were violent encounters. Um, so, I don't know. I haven't seen any signs of anything aggressive or anything like that. No. Um, your typical tree markings, territory mark, territorial markings, supposed, um, that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you did find a deer carcass up the road, up the trail. Well, we found two. Two? Okay. <laughs> well, somebody dumped this one. That's that's, oh, okay. that's obviously an illegal hunter that shot that little thing. Yeah. Uh, and dumped it, and then. 
But we found one and washed out. It looks like it may have been a victim of the flood. Okay. There was kind of a washout. Or it could have been dead for something else and just got washed down, but it was kind of tangled up in some in some uh, washout in the bottom of a ravine. But and you said you found some uh, feces as well. Yeah, we got to look at that. That could be a typical animal, but it was one of the things that uh, Jacob was saying is he heard that the scat from Bigfoot could be like really hairy, and this that we found was really hairy, but it wasn't very large at all like I would think. But at the same time, I don't, if there's something here, I don't think that they're eight foot tall. I think they're, which some of your bigger researchers have said, I think they're six and a half, seven foot. I don't think they're nine and ten, um, which would be more human size, which is more along the lines of the tracks I found. What about Littlefoot? Yeah, those are more South American type. Okay. Sightings, I believe. Um, and then also in like Polynesia and places like that. Um, what, do you, what are you about you, Jeremy? Is You're pretty skeptical. Um, what are your thoughts on what we have, the reports, what's here? Well, being, being a really big skeptic, I'm typically one of those people that have a hard time believing things until I actually see something for myself. And to me, it, that's what it's going to take to make me a believer is I'm going to have to see something. Would it have to be physical sight or if you, like, if we get audio howls on the recorder? You know, or even the, the what, the talking, what do yeah. they call it, the... The, the chatter. Yeah, the chatter. I, I still don't know that it would make me a full believer. Um, I, I, I would have to try to figure out in my in my head and the way I think. I would have to try to figure out what would cause that or what would do that. Um, but I, I mean, to me, it's gonna pretty pretty much take me to actually see one to to believe it. So. And I'm almost the same way, but hence I've seen the footprint, and I'm like, okay, I'm leaning more towards its existence than not, like I, I used to. And I'm not saying that it's not it's not possible for there to be something. Um, I, I'm not saying that the, it's not possible, and I'm not saying that you know that it is possible. But it's um, it's just it's gonna have to. There's gonna have to be a lot more evidence for me to right. th- to make that decision. And it's going to have to be some really hard evidence for me to make that decision. What is that? What's the saying? Outstanding claims take ex- or extraordinary claims take extraordinary evidence. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, but that's, I don't know, do you have anything? No, I'm just looking forward to listening tonight. Um, it's pretty windy here. When you get down in the, in the creek beds, it's a little... Uh, yeah, it's windy it's out here, quieter. but... It's really quiet in there. Oh, where we put the audio recorder? It's very quiet. Um, but that's what we're doing. If you saw us on social media, this is uh, where we're at, what we're doing. Um, this is more of my alley. I, I uh, You know, Jeremy and I grew up in the woods um, in the deep south where it's a little more wooded. Um, how we ended up in North Texas. Well, I know it's my fault, but we, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Air Force took me up to the land of no trees. But I, uh, I enjoy this thoroughly. 
Um, it kind of falls in line with my interests. Um, and kind of like Jacob was saying earlier, there's so many stories. You have the Native American tales. You have, you know, different cultures. Every tribe of, of Native Americans have have their own stories of Bigfoot. Yep. Um, you know, every culture around the world, every continent um, has another car coming. Every continent has something. Um, there's similar stories. There's thousands of reports. There's different belief systems. You know, is there a alien tie-in? Is there a mm -hmm. spiritual tie-in? Is there a some sort of metaphysical tie-in? Is is it strictly a flesh and bones animal? I mean, there's so many things out there, and and um, I think the only way we're gonna find out is to try to get out there. Yeah. And and look and. Totally agree. And uh, alrighty, well, this is again what we were doing. Um, hope you enjoyed this quick little campfire. If you could hear the campfire sizzling there in the background, um, It'd be nice if they did. Now, probably not going to put this up as a regular podcast. Probably put this as an insert into one of ours. Okay. And, uh, we're we're enjoying it. We're going to get back to the campfire and. I think it's coming up on um, 11.30. Yeah, 11.30. So I want to get in the woods a little bit and see if we can hear something. Yep. All right. Daniel, do you have anything you wanted to add? Or are you going to be the quiet one again still? <laughs> yeah. Well, like Mike said, hope you enjoyed this little campfire podcast. And uh, I don't know. We might put it out as a regular podcast. We might have enough content. Yeah. We'll see what the timestamp is. and We can put out as a mini because it's going to be another week or so before we can finish up the, the Hawaii one we've yep. been working on. Exactly. Um, so, we can do something. All right, oh. from an unknown location, <laughs> this is Rob signing out. All right, y'all have a good night. Night. Somebody's got to go night, y'all. Night, y'all. That's for Allison. <laughs>